0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Mailbox Monday. It is September 18th. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, so, so many things going on today. Tomorrow is the book release for Becoming MomStrong. I cannot believe it. I've worked on that book for about two and a half years. It's been in my heart for a lot longer than that. And I am hoping that God does something incredible through uh, just this desire of women to come back to a place of strength in their motherhood. If you have not pre-ordered that book, the pre-order specials are still happening, little freebies that you can get. I want to encourage you, order the book before the release date, which is tomorrow, and then you can download all those freebies. Also, many of the Distributors right now have the book on sale, so check it out at Barnes and Noble, Christian Book Distributors, Amazon. Uh, see who's got it cheapest. <laughs> if, you hadn't, if you haven't purchased the book yet, and then uh, just rejoice with us. We are just praying like crazy over the release of Becoming Mom Strong. Uh, speaking of the release tomorrow, I'm also doing a book release party. If you are in. The Pacific Northwest. If you're anywhere near uh, Vancouver, Washington, I hope you'll come on out. We're going to do a commissioning, really. So if you are excited about what God's doing through Becoming MomStrong, if you want to uh, have a closer walk with the Lord, you want to rededicate your parenting, bring your husband, bring your girlfriends, uh, bring your Bible study, come on out and celebrate with us uh, tomorrow night, the 19th of September. Book launch day will be at Lacamas uh, Lodge. It's a beautiful venue, and I'm hearing it's going to rain, which actually is a sign of God's blessing. So we're excited about that, rain back in the Pacific Northwest. So today I'm going to be tackling a question that I receive from time to time here at the podcast, and it has to do with the issue of salvation. So I spent a lot of time talking about fear. We've been talking a lot about the culture. Um, I went over... In my Facebook Live uh, last week, we were talking about just walking with the Lord and walking in a position of, uh, from a position of strength and victory, which is where God wants you to be. And I began to interact with a few people who were asking me how they could know that they were saved. This is a great question. And honestly, I'm so happy that that um, it's being asked because listen, like I'm always telling you, parents, you can't give your kids what you don't have. And if you're not sure of your salvation, if you don't understand what makes us saved, how we become saved, then we can't uh, teach our children what that looks like. So this question from a listener came and she said she'd been a Christian since she was a child. And uh, she says, I know Jesus' return is soon, and I'm afraid I'm not truly saved. I know so many verses that say that I am. Romans 10, 13, 1 John 1, 9. But then other verses pop into my head, like Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Those people thought they were saved. And 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 8, verse 7 says, always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. So I'm gonna I talk about uh, salvation and doubt a little bit today. Uh, because at the end of the day, this has to come back to the word of God and what the and the authority of scripture and what God says about being saved. And the other and then I'll come back. There's another another question that was uh, related in this, but the unmistakable message throughout all of the New Testament is this we are saved because we believe on Jesus. And that's it. We, save, we are saved through faith in Jesus. The apostle John wrote an entire chapter to assure God's people that they are actually who God says they are, that they are God's people. This is what he wrote in 1 John 5. These things have I written to you that you'd believe on the name of the Son of God, that you might know you have eternal life and that you might believe on the name of the Son of God. So over and over the Apostle John is saying you are you are saved because you believe in Jesus. The word no means absolute assurance so he says these things I have written to you that you would believe in the name of the uh, in the name of the Son of God that you might know that you have eternal life and if the word no means absolute assurance, then we can be absolutely assured in our in the gift of salvation that's been made possible through the death of Jesus so according to verse thirteen. It's possible to be saved and know it. But the very fact that John went out of his way uh, to write about this and he wrote this verse tells us it's also possible to be saved and have doubt. And here's the thing, you guys, about doubt, right? Everybody has doubts. We all struggle with doubt from time to time. I can remember as a child, I think I accepted the Lord into my heart probably 50 times. I'm looking over at my husband. Did you do that too? yeah he did you know it's we 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 recognize first of all our own need for a savior, which I think is precious in the eyes of the Lord and we struggle with doubt because we, it's part of living in a sinful world, it's part of struggling with our sin nature and all Christians doubt from time to time. I love this. A woman once told uh, Dwight Moody that she'd been saved for 25 years and never had a doubt, and his answer to her was this, "I doubt you're saved." <laughs> So she tells him, she goes to Dwight Moody, hello, and says so she's been saved for 25 years and never had a doubt and he replies by saying, "Well, I doubt you're saved because it's that unusual. I don't know any Christian that's never had a doubt." And and doubt isn't good, right? Doubt is kind of a um what what uh doubt is sort of to my spirit what pain is to my body, right? So if I'm in constant pain and then something's wrong because pain is a warning sign. A pain warns us that something's wrong. So right now I have a, a a piece of bone. This is probably too much information, but you guys can handle it. I have a piece of bone in my toe, in the joint of my toe, and it moves around in there. And it, I'm telling you what, that thing hurts. And I have gone to the doctor and the only way to fix it is to go in and uh, this, you know, big nasty procedure that I don't have time for, and so they're telling me, here's what you got to do. The pain tells you that you're either wearing the wrong kind of shoe or you've been on your feet too much. And pain is a signal; it tells us something's wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm dead. It just means that something's wrong. And if you've got doubts and you are truly a born again child of God, that's okay. It's all right. It doesn't mean that you're that you're going to hell. It just means something's wrong. It's like suffering from a spiritual sickness. And so while we all get bothered occasionally um, by doubt and we all struggle from time to time, we need to recognize that doubt is not something that God wants us to live in, just like he doesn't want us to live in fear, right? We talk about this all the time. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Doubt is like a cousin of fear right? And doubt comes in when we forget who we are in Christ. And so we want to overcome it. We don't want to live in this constant state of fear and doubt. And uh, John said that he wrote chapter 5 to us as God's children so that we could know that we're saved. And so when he said the word know, do you know that it actually appears 38 times in John's epistle on assurance? He says, no, you can know, you can know, you can know that you're saved. And I think so important for us, especially as we're shepherding children, um, to know what the Bible says. Because at the end of the day, everything that we believe in, everything that we hang on to has to come from scripture. And this is why I keep telling you, it's so important to recognize a false teacher when you hear one. And the way that we do that is by putting our attention on the authority of scripture. So when we're talking about salvation, I want to encourage you to put your attention on the person of Christ as we see in the gospel. So as you as you study the person of Christ in John and Matthew and Mark and Luke, well, the whole Bible, we want to focus our attention on what on on Christ and then actually confess. The Bible says that we should confess it with our mouth. So speak it out loud. Romans 10 verse 9 says because if you confess with your mouth That jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead You will be saved. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. God said that you will be saved So in other words, we want to speak it with our mouth. So the moment you begin to feel doubt in your mind Speak out loud What you know is true the enemy loves to come in and lie to us We talked about this last week how he's just so good at twisting the truth and making us forget who we are in christ Making us forget how loved we are And really what we're doing in in a sense is forgetting the sacrifice of jesus And so we want to confess it with our mouth. So we want to hear ourselves saying That jesus is lord we wanna say, I, I received him as my savior. I love him. He's my Lord. He's my treasure. He's the Lord of my life. He's the one I'm living for. And not only do we wanna say it to ourselves, we wanna say it to other people. We wanna confess it to others. We wanna tell our children and uh, say, it, say it over and over to our kids and say it to our friends. Um, confess that Jesus is Lord of our lives. And there's something powerful about just saying it, about speaking the fact that Jesus is Lord of your life it's kind of like putting a bumper sticker on your car <laughs> you know I told my husband I told my husband one time I said I am not going to uh, put one of those Christian bumper stickers on my car because I just never know when I'm going to have a bad attitude <laughs> and cut somebody off on the freeway. I don't want to have them looking at my uh looking at my car and then realizing, oh I just cut them off on the freeway and then those you know those stupid Christians that's what they're like I said I just never know I mean I want my witness to be right. And my daughter said to me one time, she said, you know, mom, maybe actually you should put it on your, on your car because you're going to be constantly reminded that you're a walking billboard for Jesus because we are. And so we want to say who we belong to as Christians. And that's why I love uh, the verse in 2 Corinthians so much that says, because we have this hope, we can be very bold, bold about our, our salvation, bold about our assurance of salvation, and so we want to we want to be able to tell other people, listen, God is at work in my life. I have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Acts 16:31, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. So let's go back to the original question. How do you know for sure that you're saved? How can you know that you're going to heaven when you die? This was something that was so important to us uh when Bobby had his accident because we were literally uh, dealing with the possibility that he could die and we had so many people asking us how do you know that you're saved how can you know that Bobby is saved well we know that Bobby is saved because Bobby asked the Lord Jesus into his life and once the lord comes into your life that's it you just you god said if you believe in the name of the lord jesus you'll be saved and we can trust the word of the lord because our salvation isn't by works We can't earn it ourselves, right? We read that in Romans, uh, that the gift of God in Jesus is not by anything that we've done. It's grace. It's God's free gift to us. And that's how we can be certain. That's how we eliminate our doubt, because we know that we believe that God's word is true. I know I'm saved because Jesus Christ, the son of God, died to purchase my salvation. And not only is this an historical fact, it's the saving work of Christ that was foretold in the Old Testament and prophecy fulfilled in the New Testament when we read about the death and resurrection of Jesus. And your assurance of salvation isn't by your feelings. Aren't you glad? Because feelings come and go. And your children need to know this too. As you're training your children, they need to know your know, feelings are just that. They're neither right nor wrong. They come and they go. What we wanna do is learn to do what the Apostle Paul said, which is to take all of our thoughts captive. We take our thoughts captive to Christ. And when we, when we realize we're struggling with doubt, when you realize you're struggling with doubt, take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. I am so happy that um, I've been getting questions like this because it tells me, that you're studying, you're studying the word of God and that your faith matters to you. And someone asked me the other day uh, if it was a wrong motivation, if fear of hell was a, was a wrong motivation uh, to want to be saved, You know, if fear of death was a wrong motivation. Listen, I think we're all motivated by the same thing, right? We're motivated because, A, we don't want to spend eternity in hell. And B, because we love the Lord. But I think that that motivation, that fear of dying, and that's why it's addressed over and over in the Bible uh, when it says you don't actually have to fear death because Christ has victory now, praise the Lord, over death. But if it wasn't for that, it's a pretty fearful thing. Because death really is, when you do, if you don't know Jesus, death is, uh, the worst part about death is its ultimate separation, eternal separation from God. And God made a way for us by sending His Son Jesus. And I think once you know that, and once you know that deep down in your heart, and you recognize you're going to make mistakes, you're going to you're going to uh, you're going to sin. Someone corrected me the other day, and they said, "Stop calling it mistakes. You should call it sin." <laughs> like, wow, I didn't realize I was doing that, but I was doing that. Went back and listened. And I thought, sure enough, I am doing that. You know, we'll often just tell our children, "Look at that! Look what you're doing right now. That's just flat out. You're just flat out sinning right now." <laughs> I want them to know. Sin's a big deal. But you know what a bigger deal is? Salvation is a bigger deal. And your assurance of salvation doesn't come through feelings. It comes from the promise that we find in God's word. If God said it, that settles it, right? Remember in the 70s, some of you guys were uh, knocking around with me in the 70s. Remember that? There was a campaign, you know, Jesus said it, or God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I think we should go back to that. This is the promise of the word of God, and if God says it, that settles it, because God cannot lie. And you can trust the promise of God's word. Not only can you trust in it, you can rest in it. Aren't you glad? You can rest in the promise that God will never leave you or forsake you, that his heart toward you is always, ever, only good. That God loves you and that he died once and for all so that you could be saved. This is why it's so important to memorize uh, the Bible. It's one of the reasons I love Awana, the ministry of Awana so much, is because it's taking children constantly back to the word of God. This is how you know you're saved. Because the Bible teaches us on a very practical level, if any of us struggle with our salvation, and I think everyone does, we talked about this for just a minute at the beginning of the podcast, but when you struggle with the assurance of salvation and you ask how can i be saved the question always has to be what does the word of god say what does the word of god say we know that we're not going to do these things perfectly but we know what god says uh, in his word about salvation that the person who calls in the name of the lord will be saved it's not by works not by anything that we can do and once you're saved the bible says no one's going to take that away from you now you can be saved and not grow Right, and we should talk we should actually talk about heaven and reward in heaven and what God says uh, is waiting for people who follow Jesus and lay uh, and who follow Jesus and make Jesus the lord of their lives because I know a lot of Christians that have lordship issues we all have lordship issues in certain areas of our lives but we don't want to take uh, the grace that God has offered us through the sacrifice of his son and cheapen it by not walking in the right relationship with God and we often do that but in terms of salvation, you can know that you're saved because the Bible says that you're saved. Jesus replied to the criminal hanging on the cross, "I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise." That's out of Luke 23, verse 43. And your assurance of salvation is the same as that criminal's hanging on the cross. There was nothing he could do in that moment. And also, I think it's interesting to note, as he's hanging there, he did not ask to have, uh, he did not ask Jesus to relieve his pain, and he had to have been in excruciating pain in that moment. But instead of asking Jesus to to relieve his pain, he wanted assurance of salvation, and Jesus gave it to him. I assure you today, you will be with me in paradise. So your assurance of salvation is the same as his, God's promise that you will be in heaven with him one day if you believe and have faith in the Lord Jesus. So put your attention, place your attention on the work and person of Jesus Christ. confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and then rest rest in the promise because that pro- that promise is something that you can count on you can count on the word of God his word is true he'll not leave you or forsake you and he's not lying to you so learn to rest in the promise. I appreciate you guys listening to me today. We are out of time. want to remind you again, I'll link back to it. Today is the last day that you can order Becoming Momstrong and still get in on the pre order gifts. Also, I have a brand spanking new limited edition Momstrong necklace out. It is solid sterling silver. It's beautiful. You're going to love it. We did a very limited run. On these, uh, but the verse, 2 Corinthians 3.12, it's inscribed on in the back with the word becoming, and it's absolutely beautiful. it make a great Christmas gift. And um, also, it's just a great way to say, this is who I am. It's kind of like reminding me that I am becoming mom strong because of the work and person of Jesus and because of the work that God has done for me, that he started on the cross and completed when he rose, and now his Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. Isn't that something to rejoice about? Yes, it absolutely is. So I'm going to be praying for you guys today. I appreciate your letters. If you have a question you would like addressed on the podcast, shoot it to me, podcast at thebusymom.com. Also, I would love it if you would leave a review for this podcast over at iTunes, share it with your friends. Uh, We had right around 37,000 people download the last couple episodes of the podcast. It encourages us to know end that you're listening and that you're sharing this podcast. And we hope it's an encouragement and a blessing in your life. Have a great Monday, everybody. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.